Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining me for episode number 97 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. So this episode was recorded to be released on the 23rd or the 22nd, I can't remember, but it's right before Thanksgiving. So in the episode, we didn't foresee or didn't plan it out correctly, so we don't actually say Thanksgiving until the episode after Thanksgiving. So just to circumvent that and to get it out of the way, I hope everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving and eats plenty of turkey and whatever it is that you like. If you're going to do a cheat meal, Thanksgiving is the day to do it. I hope everybody has a chance to reflect on thankfulness, stuff you're thankful for. Okay, so this week's episode might be a little bit of a controversial one. I hope it doesn't piss anybody off. I'm sure it will. But we talk about some stuff that could be sensitive. So just be forewarned. I do want you guys to know about it. It's not, I don't like to get political. This episode is not political. But I think Tom and myself have, for some reason or another, received a lot of, I want to say, judgment because of this whole Kaveco Moonman situation. So. We talk about it in the episode. I did a video on Kaveco not knowing anything about what's going on between Kaveco and Moonman. Suddenly, we're being called names like we're, we're bad people, we're racists, we're bigots. Tom, the same thing. He talked about Kaveco in somewhere, and so we just talk about it. So if that's something you think you're going to be sensitive about, and due to its nature, you think that it's not your thing, then... I won't be hurt if you skip this episode, but do have a good Thanksgiving, regardless whether you stick through it or not. But before we get started, let me just go over the sponsorship. Sponsorship time, very quick. I want to talk about goldspot.com, and I'm still fascinated by the fact that if you type in goldspotpens.com, it reroutes you to goldspot.com. But make sure to check out goldspot.com for all your fountain pen needs, and make sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout to score yourself extra savings on some of the brands available on the pens on the website, some exclusions do apply. But for most of the stuff on the website, you'll get an additional discount, and it also helps out the Pentertainment Podcast because it's what determines whether or not they're going to sponsor next year, which they decided they will, and it's all that they will, and it's all because of you awesome folks. Also, Luxury Brands of America, the distributor for Platinum, Platinum is a Japanese fountain pen brand. Some of the best pens made in the earth are made out of platinum. It's one of the three major Japanese brands between Platinum, Sailor, and Pilot. I like Platinum. I might be a little biased because they're the distributor luxury brands is sponsoring. But from now and until supplies last, any purchase of a Platinum 3776 or Izumo from participating retailers will receive a free bottle of limited edition Mount Fuji blue-black ink from Platinum. That sounds really cool. I I don't have any idea what Mount Fuji blue-black ink is. I didn't even know it existed until right now. So I guess that's really cool, right? Like you get a free bottle of Mount Fuji blue-black ink from Platinum. I don't know anything about this ink. (laughs) I really don't. I'm learning about it right now. But make sure you go to goldspot.com and pick up a Platinum 3776 or Izumo, probably a 3776. Izumos are pretty expensive. And 
get yourself a free bottle of limited edition Mountain Fuji Blue Black Ink from Platinum. It does say from participating retailers. I'm pretty sure Goldspot is participating. If they're not, I'll have to talk to them about it on behalf of Luxury Brands of America, who are also planning, and we're in talks, they are going to be sponsoring the podcast next year as well. Thanks again to you awesome folks. Now, before I get started with this week's episode of the Pentertainment Podcast, I just want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. Alrighty, and you know, I really do enjoy this whole FaceTiming to record the podcast nowadays. It's it's a it's a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. and I feel it's multidimensional. So yeah, you can see my fish, and that's the most important thing. That you're drinking out of a jar. What are you drinking there? This is my mason, or my ball, my ball mason glass sort of thing. It's very rustic. Right. Is it yeah. is that a thing nowadays? Everybody just drinks out of jars because I'm seeing like people show up to work with like juice or soup out of a jar and stuff like that. I mean, it's cool. I'm not judging. I'm just It's saying. a style. It's a style. Okay. Yeah. I got I don't it. I don't go out and buy the home furnishings for my house, so I just deal with what right. like we have way too many cups in the house. That's what we've been we've been dealing with a deluge of Christmas related tumblers and cups and stuff like that. And I just I'm like I'm like we don't have room. Like let's just we have to clear. Like we don't have enough cupboard space. I see. I see. Yeah. So, as you know, I've kind of changed up my recording equipment, and I got the Blue Yeti as per your suggestion, because a lot of your suggestions, they pan out for me. They work out. I like mm -hmm. it. Well, which are sometimes your suggestions, but just mirrored back at you through me. Really? Yeah, because you come up with all the ideas, so. Oh, that's true. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> So I'm looking at it, and I'm using I'm using Audacity. So how far are you from your mic right now? Like you could kind of see it. You can see it on the top right. Oh, corner. I see. Is that the? So I'm maybe like I maybe like you want me to get like a tape measure. Yes. Maybe it might be like it's about like this big, maybe the space. Okay. Yes. <laughs> maybe like maybe like a good twelve inches or so gotcha. from from the mic. Gotcha. Because yeah. I notice I notice that I'm getting like because at the top of the Audacity app, there's that decibel meter. And I'm noticing when I'm closer, I get to the red peaks and stuff. It's probably going to annoy people. I should probably lower the gain, right? Well, so when you're talking, are you usually getting up to, let's say, like the negative 12? I'm going past it to like negative 6, almost to the 0. Okay. Then that might be too much. Okay. Well, maybe, should I sit yeah. back or should I lower the gain? I'm not touching anything right now because we just started and I don't want to... How low is your gain? Just checking... I'm checking my gain. I have to check it on the other side of All the right, I'm gonna, microphone. I'm gonna turn it around. I'm gonna lower my gain. It's a. It's about halfway. Mine is. And all then the also way. too is that Mine's in, the, in the audacity. So the, so it's halfway. And then in the audacity app, I am. What am I at? I'm at. Was it? That's playback speed. Where's the volume? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So there's also a volume. Recording volume is point forty three. Where do you see so that? It's 
So it's towards the right, past the uh, the the monitor, like the the, the green bar that's going okay. up and down. I'm I'm not any way in shape or form a an audio engineer, by the way, people of the pen community. I'm just looking at the settings here, so that's all. Okay. But yeah, my recording volume is 0.43 on uh, on this. That's why you get this silky smooth voice. Right. I don't see the recording volume on mine. Okay. All right. It should be there. All right, so this is episode... I'm going to edit all that out. So this is episode number 97 <laughs> of the Penboy Boy Pentertainment Podcast. <laughs> and Wait, what episode is this? 97? This is actually episode number 97, because Crusack wow. is 96. Holy and, moly. Right? We are approaching... We're approaching number 100, and I think we, sh- I think we need to do something special for number 100, right? We do, we do. We have to do something incredibly special. I don't know. Like we need to have, we need to have like the Queen of England on, and we have to talk um, with British accents or something like that. Do you think she'll be down for the podcast? Because I don't know, she might be hard to get on short notice. Right yes, on I short agree. notice. I mean, it took us three yeah. weeks to get Ryan Crusack. How long do you think it'll take us to get the Queen of England? Maybe uh, I think with th- more than three weeks. More than I would three probably weeks, say right. more than three weeks. Yeah. Right. So. All right, so I'm going to leave you in charge of logistics and try to work that out, okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so last week I posted some stuff, some new stuff. I I can't remember what it was. Oh, I did a YouTube video. Have you seen my recent YouTube video, full-length YouTube video? What, the one that you just posted yesterday? (laughs) Well, to everybody listening, it's not yesterday. It's a week ago. It's last week, all right, yeah. Right. No, I have not. I have not seen your. Uh, it was a episode on the Caveco Sport, right? Yes, it was the top five reasons why the Caveco Sport is a great starter fountain pen for me, right? So I'm not saying it is the absolute greatest starter fountain pen. It's just one of the top fountain pens. For, well, rather, it's five reasons why I say it's the top starter fountain pen. And it, I think I think it was a good it was a good episode for me. I certainly, I certainly enjoyed making it. You know what I mean. I keep getting emails from the hospital for special surgery because I got to get surgery on December sixth. So that's the chime that you heard. So I apologize if everybody that was a heard that was a hard right turn there. Right. So you know me, I get distracted. But anyway, so <laughs> I, I did it. Just I'm. It's that's not the only pen I'm going to do in terms of top five reasons why pen is a great starter pen i'm gonna do other ones Mm -hmm. obviously the standard metropolitan is gonna be in there i'm gonna do what was it some platinum pens i'm gonna do some i got some other things in the works right okay things that you can expect you know what i didn't expect what did you not expect? i did not expect like i deleted the comment which i usually don't do but this one was just so far out of left field somebody posted on my youtube video and actually i didn't delete it it's comment not found so you know how like when you get a comment youtube notification shows you like the comment and then if you click on it it takes you to the comment but when you click on it it doesn't take me to the comment it takes me to just no comment found but i see what it said before and somebody i can't remember who wrote they're they're calling me a a bigot and an anti-Asian bigot for liking Caveco. 
Oh, so you so you got called a bigot. I got called a bigot. I was like, how? I have no idea what's going on. And then I saw another comment that read something in some substance about some embroilment that's going on between Cavecto and Moon Man, right? Mm-hmm. So the other the comment was like the number one reason why not to get a Caveco is because of what's going on between Moon Man and Caveco or something like that. You know, I could bring it up, but I don't type so quick and I don't feel like doing it. But well, I, I have it up on my screen here. Oh, the, you want to read corporate, it? Yeah, I think the biggest detractor. This is not. This is not me saying this. This is a uh, commenter on Roy's video. It says, I think the biggest detractor from the sport is the corporate direction Caveco has gone. Going after Moon Man was really petty and makes steering clear from Caveco an easy choice. Okay. And what was my response since I don't have it up and you have it up? Not sure what the Moon Man situation is, but I'm just reviewing the sport based narrowly and solely on its pedigree as a fountain pen. I'll look into it, though. I'm curious as to what you're referring to. Okay. So, so just so everybody knows, I based my review on a fountain pen based on its qualities as a fountain pen. So I did look into this whole Moon Man situation with Caveco, and what I discovered was this. And I see both sides of the story, and I don't want to add any fuel to the flame or flame to the fuel. No, fuel to the flame. Yes, you got it right first. Right. So here's the story for everybody listening. Moon Man is a brand that has pens that are low cost. Now, the pens that are low cost, some, in my opinion, are very original, right? So, like, they have that eyedropper pen that looks like one of those crystals from Superman's home. You, you know what I'm talking about? You're talking about the M2, I think, I, right? I don't know. It's just, or... a, it's just like a clear <laughs> missile with a colored band. And yeah, I think that's the M2. Right, yeah. right. So to me, that's a very original looking pen. They have several pens that are very original, and I'll I'll buy those pens. I'll even I'll even buy pens that are similar to other pens. Like for example, you sent you sent me actually the M2. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like one. that yeah. pen. I'm a big fan. I'm also a big. Uh, hold on, do I have it? There's another pen. I think it's the S2, but it looks almost like the platinum celluloid pen, but it's made of acrylic, and I really like it. So I, you know, I have several ones. And then there, mm-hmm. then there are Moon Man pens that I despise. For example, the M800 is a complete and total Xerox copy and a blatant ripoff of Salvatore's Memento Zeros. And I don't support that, so I won't buy that pen. Not from them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So apparently the story is this. Moon Man has a habit and a long history of not just being inspired by other brands, but blatantly copying other brands' designs to the point where if you hold them next to each other, they're indistinguishable upon first glance. Other brands that do this are, for example, Jinhao does this, Delike does this, and there's several, several, excuse me, several offenders that do this, right? So for me, it's kind of like, if I don't like it, I just won't buy it. If they come up with something that's original, I'll buy it. If I like it, I'll buy it. If I don't like it, I won't buy it, right? And I'll judge the pen based solely on its pedigree as a pen. So apparently this guy who owns Caveco, what's his name? Michael Gutberlet. Michael Gutberlet. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I like to add accents to names, right? So basically he's been in the business for a long time. He establishes this company called Caveco and... 
he's tried- well, he buys he buys the Caveco uh, because Caveco had gone out of business. I think it was in the eighties. I want to say it's not exact, but um, but then he picked it back up maybe like a decade later in the nineties and then started to reboot it again. Similarly to like how okay. let's say Estabrook went the way of the dodo and then came came back and and was repurchased and and brought back as a so it's not necessarily it's not the it's not the exact company that was purchased with all the original like it was it had to get resurrected pretty much from nothing. And that's right. what Michael and his and his family had done has has done uh for the last what 30 years now like 20 30 years okay that he's been he's been doing this so uh that's uh, that's at least you know his story so far so a lot of his designs a lot of the Caveco designs are based off of the vintage designs that were produced by the Caveco of yesteryear so the one so that, a similar it, the, similar to like Conklin right the Conklin Durograph is based on a previous design the Conklin Crescent filler yeah. is based on previous designs. The All American is based on previous designs. Right. So, but so he owns the company. So he owns the company, and what he also did too. And I was I was actually there at the Caveco uh, facilities when uh, he actually ended up when when Michael Gutberlet became the biggest collector of the biggest collector at least in Europe of caveco items because he actually had a shipment coming that day from another collector he bought out he completely bought out like this whole entire other collector of like all of the caveco pens and a lot of other things too and he said at that date like when they when they came to deliver all those pens he was opening them all up he was like now i am the biggest european collector of so he's got a whole entire room in the caveco office with that's all just nothing but drawers and drawers of vintage Caveco pens from all eras and decades and different styles and stuff like that. So his it's I would say it's a lot different than than with Conklin. I mean, I don't know how much Yair has in terms of like his vintage Conklin collection. He's but got a I, shitload of Conklin I, stuff. I could imagine. But like but like. I am I, I am very hard pressed to believe that anybody went to such an extent as Michael Gutberlet did in collecting as many vintage Caveco pens as he did. Like he is like the is probably like the biggest CEO pen nerd that I've run across in this industry so far. That like mm-hmm. besides like let's say the independent makers like a Brian from Edison Pen or or Ryan Krusak, who they they are tradesman by nature but like this is a ceo of a company that's a global company and he like the 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 way he nerds out about pens you'd be like this is a a person who is of the pen community that's making stuff that you know is 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 truly has its roots and uh and that's and that was what's really was impressive about his his overall philosophy of it is that not only was he you know, really just being a steward of the company uh, of the current brand, but he was looking to try to be as authentic to it as possible by bringing a a lot of those design elements back from the vintage models of which he did fastidious amounts of research on, you know, obviously being that he's got the whole, he's got an entire collection of all this stuff. Are you using Wi-Fi or are you going off your phone's internet? Because you're kind of choppy a little bit here and there. Uh, Let's see. Hold on. I am on Wi-Fi right now, so. Oh, you must have yeah. like Ryan Crusack levels of internet speed. 
Well, I am upstairs and I've got two young kids that love to play video games and stream and stuff. So I'm a little bit farther away. Right. I'm, I'm a little farther away them. from like this, the the Wi-Fi point. You have cats. You have right. cats that are probably playing Wi-Fi and stuff like that. They're using <laughs> Netflix and stuff at the same right. time. Right. All right. So going back. So Michael Gutbele, he has a large investment in his brand because not only did he buy the Caveco brand and resurrect it over the last thirty years, but he also he has his heart invested in it. And you. Based yeah. on everything that you see, you believe it's more so than other brands that have resurrected brands, for example, like Esterbrook or Conklin, right? All right, fair enough. Uh, like, I, so, I just, I would just be not, not necessarily saying that they are less invested in it, but like, I, I, I dare them. I would just say I dare the people at Kenro and the people at Yaffa to show me their collection of vintage Conklin and Esterbrook pens, respectively, and then. I shall compare that to what I saw in Germany and will, you know, I'll, then I'll be the judge of it. But like, I would be hard pressed to think that either of them could even hold a candle to what Michael has in his, in his collection. Mm. So I see. Alrighty. So th that's, that's cool. I mean, I appreciate that background because that gives more pick, you know, color to the picture. So basically you want to tell the rest of the story? What is it that Michael Gooperleg, the owner of Caveco, did against so, Moon Man? So here, so here's the here's like the corporate lay of the land position. And I mean, we're 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 talking this is complex business stuff because it's international as well. Like there's international business law, there's international copyright law. There's there's a lot of like fine aspects of this of, of which I don't have all the full answers of. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a guy that sells pens and a, just a pen nerd. Um, so, you know, when, when I see things like, let's say, for example, Leonardo getting, what, 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 just you're raising one, your finger. Yeah. One second before we get into this, yeah. we are merely painting a picture of what has happened. Right. Yes. So as of right now, we're just telling the story so that everybody has an idea we're going to try to give both sides of the story. We're going to try to give the Moon Man side. We're going to try to give the Caveco side. But before we do that, I just want to premise it this way. Tom and I are not bigots. And I can speak for myself <laughs> when I say I am not an anti-Asian racist. Right? I'm married to an Asian woman. Uh, oh, yeah. I am Asian. So I just want to... <laughs> I just want to get that out there because that the, the comment I either got deleted by the YouTube algorithm thing or whatever, or they deleted it themselves. But I can't imagine someone would look at me and tell me that I'm anti-Asian racist. It was, uh, I was classic self-loathing anti-Asian uh, <laughs> you know, racist. I've been called so many things in my life, but what I was mm -hmm. called on this comment was a white supremacist. Uh, it was a racist white supremacist, anti-Asian bigot. I've ne never in mm. my life have I been called those things ever. And I didn't even mention Moon Man. I didn't mention any of this. I didn't know about any of this. All I was doing was, listen, I like this naked crayon looking lipstick green pen that I have. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the Caveco Sport. And I'm like, this mm -hmm. is, you know, this is a great pen to give somebody. This is a great pen to start with. If I had started with this, it'd be great. I'm going to do a video and I do a video on it. And I send it out there, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I haven't had time to sit down to do a YouTube video, a full-length YouTube video in a long time. Here I go. And then it's like 
all of a sudden I'm getting sucked into this bullshit, right? And I'm like, whoa, let me look into this just because I, I need to know what people are so angry about, right? Right. And, you know, not for nothing, I, I do, I did look into the, all the drama that is going on between Kaveco and Moon Man. Now, if you look at all my top five reasons in the video, all of those things that happen behind closed doors doesn't affect any of the top five reasons that I put on the video. And the reason why is because I don't base my reviews on anything other than the pedigree of a pen. That's it. Okay? So, mm -hmm. you know, I speak for the both of us when I tell the world I am not anti-Asian. Tom is not anti-Asian. I, I, you know, he may not be Asian, but I can tell you he's not anti-Asian because I am Asian. And I, he will, is not, I will second this. <laughs> right? And he is not anti-me. So, right? So, <laughs> oh, he also has... I've been, other... I've been keeping up this charade for far too long, Roy. <laughs> and, and he also has, and I had to find this out myself, and it was very, like, upsetting and disturbing that I had to find out as opposed to him telling me. He has other Asian friends other than me. <laughs> Right, like it's it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, dude. When were you gonna? No, not me? not only that, but not only that, but Korean too. Oh, because like just, let's let's be real. It's like you're not just we can't just like label you just like just Asian. It's like we you come from specific parts of of right, Asia, right. of which I have two very good Korean friends, and it's just well, it's very interesting like? that that's who's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna switch off the video because i can't i can't take it anymore <laughs> the puppy dog eyes i'm getting right now who's your favorite <laughs> all righty so tell to go ahead and finish the story of what's going on between moon man and michael yeah so so you know, so of course, and I mean, like when I say this, I, I say this as just an impartial observer. Um, of course, my background is involved in retail. So uh, I have experience of selling a variety of world brands and Moonman also being one of them, uh, Kaveco being another one, Leonardo and all, all the other. So, so most of the major worldwide brands have had experiences with and have had contacts with various like corporate entities within those particular brands. So I don't know the full story. And and Michael has not described that to he has not come out to have to like talk to all the various retailers to say this is what my plan is, because this is something that is a internal Kaveco thing. And from what I understand from there's a letter that was scanned and then posted on Reddit and, and a couple of other discussion forums, I think Fountain Pen uh, Network as well. Uh, but he essentially has had made a statement saying that the that uh, the Kaveco had registered the trademark of Moon Man in Europe, so to block the the sale of Moon Man in Europe, thus causing a big you know wrench in the the problem in in the in the issue of being able to widely disperse Moon Man products throughout the world. Uh, because it means, it, what happens is this is such a global marketplace that even like uh, German brands can sell mostly to the United States. And that's where you have right. a lot of the issues with, with Pelican we're talking about with like, you know, stuff kind of going around in the gray market. We were talking about another episode with things coming from Japan directly or G Germany. So it's a very it's a very global market. And Michael understands this understands that the success of the Moon Man brand is involved in selling outside 
of the Asian market to other markets that already have pens that look very similar to the ones that Moonman produces. And Moonman produces them at a far less expensive rate as well. Right. So, I mean, I'm not taking sides, but like Moonman's pens that are original look very original. Like that that missile, that clear crystal missile. Well, there's that also a very chunky, like the Q1, that yeah, like chunky nobody, one. Yeah, but even those, even those, I think somebody else had said that those were were very similar to a different brand. But mm. I mean, also there's, there's so there's a second layer of this discussion that's also involved too. It's like how, how I, close was, of copying is what I was saying is a copy. Right, know? but what I'm saying is while they do have models of pens that are very similar, mm-hmm. they could be similar, but they're not blatant copies. They also have a chronic history, and I've seen this personally, of making pens that are just blatant, straight-out copies. And that, like I was talking about before, the one that comes to mind is the Moonman M800, which is a complete I think it's a total six, copy. I think it's a 600. It's no, like, it was, it's the M600. It's, it's the 800. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. Google it. Yeah, the Moonman M800 is a complete. Well, I did. I did copy. the whole video of the Leonardo right. Memento Zero versus the. I think it's. I think it's the. Yeah, whatever it is, M600, M800, whatever. So, but, um, yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you were saying, Michael, what Michael Gutlerleck, whatever his name is. So yeah. So what he did was he he filed and he he got the trademark for Moonman so that Moonman then could not be able to sell their products. To the European market, and then kind of threw it, it's kind of throwing a monkey wrench into it because they then quickly decided to start selling their products under a different name, uh, Mojang or or Mahjong or something like that. Ma, Ma, it's M A J O H N, I believe. Um, so so they started to rebrand themselves as that, and you know, calling themselves as as that brand name, like on the marketplaces and selling their stuff. But like, it was just, but like, I think a lot of people are taking it that like, it was a very petty move on Kaveco's part that, that they're, that they actually have Kaveco themselves because of the fact that they're not the original company and they can't get like a trademark patent or anything like that on their current designs that like, that like they're, they don't have any ground to stay to, to like, you know, that their that their argument that they're copying off of their stuff does not hold water. So that's what that's what a lot of people Wait, I think get. I'm confused. So Caveco owns Caveco. Michael Gupler, the owner of Caveco, owns Caveco, and Caveco with come with owning Caveco comes all the previous designs. Correct, right? So like, if Conklin bought, if Yair Greenberg bought Conklin, doesn't he own everything that Conklin has made to date? Isn't that how that, it works? Uh, that I that I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I mean, well, I know that they would own, let's say, the the trademark of the brand itself, like the brand. But like, do they then carry? Like, are, are there any actually any patents that would still be valid? I don't know. Like, I I don't know if, especially with copyright law, I think copyright's like about eighty years. Was it like a lifetime after know, its yeah. issuance? So it's like so it's like a lot of that stuff's older than than that, and probably has gone outside of any you know patent or copyright so it's like they could be made you know like in they could be let's say copying a particular design and then remaking them as you know like as Conklin or somebody could be so this makes for interesting discussion because on one hand Michael Gupler let's just call him Mike okay because I his name is too hard to say Michael Michael from Kaveco yes Michael from uh, Mikey Kaveco 
Mikey Kaveco is like, hey, this Moonman brand is copying our designs. But on the other hand, are those designs, yes, they're previous Kaveco designs, but are they still patented? Are they still protected? That's a question that needs to be answered because if they're not, then it's kind of up for grabs, right? Kind of like I, that's what I think. That's the thing. I don't think that they are. So like because of the fact that you say a normal, I think a normal patent. I think if you get a a, a usual like a, just a run of the mill patent, I think you get like fourteen years. I want to say, mm-hmm. and that was the thing. That was the thing. I think with um with Keurig, and like the the Green Mountain brand is that they only had like fourteen years to produce like the Keurig as it was, and then other brands could produce like the Keurig K cups. And, but like in their own okay. fashion so I like see. i i believe it's uh, see the thing is i just don't know being that i don't have the i don't have right. the legal chops to you know like you know what say anything it's actually it's actually important and if you don't know then a lot of people don't know and i certainly don't know because now there's two angles yeah. to look at it let's look at it from one angle let's say that caveco's products the designs and all that stuff are protected under the Caveco umbrella that is owned by Mikey Caveco. Okay? Mm-hmm. In, okay. In that case, for him to take action to protect his own brand holds water. Now, on the other side of the coin, let's say those design patents are not under the umbrella of Caveco, meaning he bought the brand name, like you said, but those actual designs don't stay with it and those are up for grabs, then Sure, other brands can come along and make pens that look like it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which the case is. So it's kind of hard now to say, hey, one guy is right, one guy is wrong, especially when there's such a qualifier in each scenario. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a qualifier that will make it okay in one case, and then there's a qualifier that will make it not okay in another case. So it's kind of hard to talk about it in the perspective, from the perspective of either side. What I can talk about in terms of, okay, so that that makes this discussion really hard, right? About whether you agree with Kaveco or not. So that's not a discussion I can really have now because we don't know the the legalities. I can tell you this much though. The M800 is a complete and total ripoff of the Leonardo Memento Zero. And there is no more clear ripoff that I've ever seen. Well, that, that and also, too, is I, I think what – because I, I think what we're really wanting to kind of get to the root of here is why why is there such animosity towards Kaveco in this situation? Not just um, that. What, what really triggered this whole discussion was I just did a video on the Kaveco Sport because I like the Kaveco Sport, the pen. I don't care about Mikey yeah. Kaveco. I don't care about his drama. I don't care about his shit. I don't care about Moon Man. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I just did a video on a pen that I like that I have, right? Oh, by the way, yeah. you know the Kaveco art sport that I have, the acrylic right. green one that I have? Some guy from like fucking Qatar is really pushy about it. He keeps asking to buy it from me. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not selling my pen, <laughs> right? And he's like, it's sold out everywhere. Where yeah. can I get it? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't have a store. I'm not a retailer. I don't sell these. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, how about 200 for yours? I'm like, no. How about two twenty five? Oh no. wow! That's... How about two fifty? Like he was pushy, and he's like, "I'll pay for shipping." Wow. I'm like, "I don't care what you're going to pay for. I'm not willing to sell my pen. I'm sorry." Yeah. But anyway, that was just a side story. I thought it was funny, but yeah, the animosity. That... 
I mean, not only that, it's just it's not just animosity. There's more to it than that. Because mm -hmm. I just did a video. I wasn't taking sides because I didn't know that there were sides. But from that video, yeah. I have been called a I mean, people who don't know what I look like need to know I am not white, I'm in a Korean American, right? And in the video, I don't think that there's any confusion as to my ethnicity, right? Because my yeah. face is plastered all over that video. I, yeah, I don't think that there's any, like, but yeah, be, there's, there's yeah. any mistaking it. Yes. Right, but to be called a anti-Asian, white supremacist, racist bigot over mm -hmm. a video that I had no, I mean, it was just about a pen. That's a new one for me. That, but that's yeah. more than just, that's more than, like, this is something else. And that's what I want to get to the root of. What is it that Kadvego did that pissed this person off so much to the point where, where, where I'm talking about a pen, I'm talking about an object, objectively, as much as I can objectively, they move away from the object I'm talking about and talk about the person who owns the company who makes the machines to make the object. You see how removed that is from the object I'm talking about, right? Like right. Can Canada Dry is seltzer water that I like to drink because I like to drink seltzer water, right? Right. I don't care if the owner of Canada Dry is a carb whore or a keto dieter like me. I don't care if they're a vegan, vegetarian. I don't care if they use ballpoints. I don't care if, you know, and what I, what I mean by a carb whore, just in case anybody doesn't know, someone who eats like way too many carbs, right? That's what I call a carb whore. But I don't care about that. I like the seltzer water. And I'll tell you that pomegranate cherry is a delicious seltzer water flavor. I'm mm. not sponsored by seltzer water or pomegranate cherry Canada dry. For anybody well you know that that brings up an interesting point because you know what did change it colored my opinion on one of the places that's nearby me is that there is a so there's a shell station that's by me that uh, has been busted multiple times for selling cigarettes to underage uh, selling vape stuff to underage multiple mm -hmm. times not just one occasion but on multiple occasions like mm -hmm. the, the the police like busted cracked down on them did like a sting operation caught them like a, a few times so it, it did color my impression of that place, even though it's like, okay, well, you just get gas from them. You get like, go inside, go get some snacks or whatever. No, no, but it's, it's completely different. And I'll it's tell a, you why. It's different. It's I'll explain different. to you yeah. why. Because the illegal act of selling Lucy cigarettes or something like that to children and the willingness to do something like that could mean that there's a willingness that they could do other things that are also illegal that could affect the safety of patrons that go to get gas at that gas station, right? It's right. not a, it's not a victimless crime. You're affecting right. the lives of the children who are going there, who are learning early to break small little laws that eventually builds up over time. They're going to just be like, I got away with this. I got away with that. I can get away with more. And they're learning that from the people at the gas station. And then on top of that, you don't want your kids to go there and learn that. You don't want them to see that. And if they're willing to do this, what else are they willing to do? And is whatever it is that they are also willing to do potentially putting you and your family at risk? There's a difference. Whereas I think what Kaveco did was a desperate jab at a company 
that is causing them financial harm. It's well, also too, it's for for industry purposes too, because it's not just them. It's not just them singly, because even the the pen that they point out as as the difference, like the T one, which looks more like a Twisby than it does a Kaveco, but like basically it looks like a Twisby Eco body, clear body with a colored uh, blind cap, and then a like a faceted cap that kind of looks like a Kaveco Sport cap. Oh, I so see like, those. Yeah. So, so like that was the one that they had singled out as like that's what we were focusing on with like the attempts to contact Moonman of which Moonman or Delike you know they don't there there's there's not like a website where there's like a list of C of like C suite execs where you could like reach out and talk to anybody and like get an email address and like have an open conversation like there's really not a level of transparency that you would see with other brands too. So like, so like what, you, you know, in his could... statement, Michael said that he tried contacting them to, you know, work out some sort of agreement here to like to end, you know, or to or to at least mitigate this whole issue of like, of like the 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 copying that's going on with the with the other people involved, but like no one responds. So that was kind of the action that he took. At least that's what he says in the letter that he wrote that was published online. <laughs> So. I mean, I wonder how much success. I mean, I mean, could it be la a language barrier? Like, listen, if I honestly, oh, absolutely, between you and I, I mean, when I, I don't mean between you and I, is and keep it a secret between you and I, because everybody's listening. What I mean is our our <laughs> email account. We get emails from people who with broken English all the time, and sometimes it's like, hey, sponsor you, we want. He sounds like Yoda talking <laughs> sometimes, right? So it's like I just ignore them, right? Because sometimes I don't know who it is, I don't care, or I just assume you're going to look at it and handle it or something like that. <laughs> but maybe it's that. Maybe that's why they couldn't get in touch. But either way, I mean, I can see both sides of this of this story, like of the coin. On one side, Mike Mikey Mikey Caveco is Mike, like, Mikey Caveco. We're, here, we're trying to we're trying to get in touch with you, and you're not doing it, so I'm going to do this. And some people don't like that action because they're fans of Moon Man. But on the other side, Moon Man, they make it a pen. That pen that you're talking about in particular, I don't really think it is copying Kaveco that much. Maybe it's inspired by, you know what I'm saying? Like if I were Leonardo, mm -hmm. I would have a problem with Moon Man. If I were right. Salvatore, I'm sorry. You saw how quickly I drank that, right? You're going to have to keep going. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take my earbuds out too because then I don't want to listen to you pee. So, <laughs> or or try to or try to knock me off. And you know what? I can actually tell when you come back into the room too. So, uh, I'm I'm not going to actually give you the gratification of trying to distract me as I'm as I'm talking here. Um, but uh, but also too is that to expand a little bit on what you're saying with Salvatore and Leonardo is uh, the reason why this isn't. You know, especially even like on my part is not a, a, a an issue of like where where the knockoffs or anything like that come from. It's because I also have mentioned here on the podcast multiple times that I'm not a fan of other Italian brands that have just seeming to be making pens that look almost like Momento Zero pens. Um, this, I feel, is is another way of of just basically copying and uh and even though like they produce these things and like apparently nothing has 
you know, come out of it. Like they haven't, like Leonardo hasn't blocked anybody or like there has, or, or maybe there has, I don't know. Maybe there have been legal issues that have been happening in Italy over these like various, you know, pens have been introduced. I, I don't think that there's enough, it's not like this is the smartphone industry or electronics. This is, there's not enough, I think, juice for lawyers to get really like embroiled in this and like, and like really, you know, decide to go after all these lawsuits and stuff like that. I think that the just copying is just part of the, the trade, I think, you know, when it comes to this, but like, but like, is it right? you know, ethically, no, I, I really don't feel like copying like off of somebody's like designs and just producing a design of your own that may just have like a few slight tweaks. Is that, is that right? I don't feel like it is. I think, especially if it's contemporary, if they're contemporaries of each other, like they should really be different enough. Yeah. So that, that leads into the discussion that you were talking about before, but I, I understand your point. I acknowledge what you're saying. What you're saying is Basically, what you're saying is what I was saying before. What it sounds like is an explanation. You just don't like people who copy other people. Period. You don't care. That yeah, it doesn't matter what what part of the world that they're right. copying so, things and so, shipping them out from. You know. Again, you're not anti-Asian, and as an Asian man, I can tell the world that Tom is the least anti-Asian person I know. You know. A little upset that he has other Asian friends he never told me about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm glad you have other Asian friends. No, no. So I get that. So it's it's not about where it comes from. It's about what it is and how similar it is to other pens, for example. But the thing is, though, this is where you and I disagree. And we can't, like, I love disagreeing with you because we do it so well. You will not get for example, a Leonardo pen and you won't bring in Joya and you won't bring in uh, a Natuno 1911, right? Because they're all so similar, right? But even- Well, that's not that's not necessarily like, compl- that's not a, a, a call that's completely up to me either. Like, it's just, it's just more or less like, especially with the limited amount of space that, that Goldspot has, we have to talk about like, well, you know, if we sell this versus this and it's like, well... You know, the, this, like, Leonardo, right, like, right so off the bat has been so was, successful. It's just like, why are we co- trying to compete against it? Right. So, I, you know, I'm, by selling basically, something else. I was giving examples. I, I know those are not specific examples that you spoke about. I was just trying to throw them out there. But let me give you a better one that applies more to, more to your experience. For example, you have in stock at your store at work the Leonardo Furora, right? Okay. That's why you wouldn't bring in a Tabaldi... Bora Bora, in but no. Frangibule, the or, yeah, I think, or no, no, it looks like it, it looks it almost the same. I think it's Bora Bora is the color. It was I don't know. It's it looks almost the oh, same. What's the name of it? It's the Tabaldi missile fucking pen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't remember what uh, I don't remember. Just what type that, in Bora Bora because the Let's color see. was Bora Bora. Oh, the Bononia. That's Bononia. There you go. So the Bononia, the Tabaldi Bononia looks so similar to the Fiorora that you bring in the Bononia because the Fiorora came first for your store. I get it. And it makes sense. But they're not really copying each other, right? They just happen to look similar. And this is where the discussion gets difficult because now we have to decide at what point do the similarities get so close that it's now copying. 
a copy, right? right exactly. Right. So, and uh, there's no, it, I don't like, think there's any hard and fast rules about that either, because like, no, there is. It's off there by, isn't. yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so. there's a T2 pen, I think. It looks exactly like the Stipula Tocaferro that's out there. I saw mm-hmm. it on Amazon. That's clearly a copy. The Moonman M800 is clearly a copy. The Monte Verde, what's that cheap fucking plastic pen? That it's it's a Jinhao. Oh, the Monza. The, the Monza is, is a Jinhao 992. And the Jinhao 992 is clearly a copy of the Sailor. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. So, oh, and then Sailor too. Sailor 1911 looks a lot like a Mont Blanc 146, well, right? I mean, yeah. I, I remember this is several years ago. So, if anybody can correct me, please do at pentertainmentpodcast@gmail.com. I think they came out at about the same time. That design, Did they? Sailor, was like around. It literally came out in 1911, hence the 1911. And maybe I think even Mont Blanc came out with the that design after Sailor. In 1918, right? Yeah. Or I, I I don't know maybe yeah so I mean I might be wrong I mean and then Monteverde the, the you know the, the what's it called the uh, the uh, the what was the one that they did the carbon of recently that was like their first design the Innova right so the so the look of the Innova with the carbon fiber barrel yeah the, the cap looks the cap the cap looks a lot like a pelican like Suvron you know pen. So- other people have told me that i just don't see it i don't see it i must be retarded the little the the crown the crownish looking finial and the the fact that the the clip kind of has that like little s curve about it so it's like yeah okay but when i see that pen the whole pen as a whole i don't think no yeah it does yeah it it doesn't look like it right no but but i mean i guess so there's a there's there's narrow lines right so in one case some people will say that that is a copy of a pelican. And I'm sitting here thinking, no, it's not a copy of a pelican. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then some people will say that Moonman pen is a copy of a Kaveco. And I and I was I know which pen you're talking about. To me, it's it's a cross between a Twisby and an octagonal Kaveco cap. Like faceted cap. Right. Yeah. So is it really a copy? No. You know, so I don't know. And even if it is, now we have to go into the discussion of determining, in fact, are those designs are they open source or are they actually patented? Right, so that discussion mm-hmm. needs to be had first before anybody starts passing judgment at Kaveco or at Moonman. Right, so you know me, right. I, I can't stand plagiarism, but that's a huge, I think, qualifier that we need to have knowledge of before we can start saying. Oh, you know, oh, what you remember last year? Remember last year we were talking about um, Inktober. Yes, with that, the with Jake the, Parker. Remember that whole controversy about that with Jake Parker and the yeah, Alphonse yeah, yeah. guy. That yeah, yeah. So so that that book, that book that Jake Parker was supposed to come out with. Remember that they said that they put a delay on it. Yeah. Where I don't know where to go. It never. Like, came I, out. I was I like this year because I want. I was like I I because with Inktober being last month i just decided i was like oh let me go take a poke around and see you know that did they finally release that book i never recall seeing it coming to market disappeared mm. i don't know it just it doesn't like it's like not on amazon Wait, it's who, not anywhere what disappeared the book jake parker was doing or the guy the other guy no 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 the book that jake parker was doing not the other guy. oh oh okay because i'm like the guy disappeared yeah. what no, no, Jake no! Parker that would be terrible. <laughs> he made the guy dis- Jake Parker make the guy disappear like that. That was it. <laughs> this guy's copying no. my shit. 
get rid of no him. but that remember that <laughs> that controversy was like was like that guy the guy who did the original one the the Alf, alfonso that that guy who did the original drawing book he did the whole youtube video and was like showing parts of where he was like showing parts of his book and then and then kind of putting them side by side with like parts of jake parker's book that was teased on social media so like he was taking like still frames of the mm. video that he took and was like comparing him saying like, look, this is like too, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's, it's a lot of gray area to kind of see like, well, is it really plagiarism? Is it really copying? Like it's a, it's a, it's very, very, it's very much a gray area that I don't know a lot about, but like, I'm guessing that the, either the lawyers talked about it behind closed doors or that the court of public opinion had basically sunk that, that book. Like that, it's mm. just, it's not there anymore. Like it's just disappeared, you know? So yeah, uh, I, I, I couldn't find anything on it either. I couldn't find to see like what was the eventual fate of it, you know? But right, it's, it's not, not in the marketplace. That's for sure. Right. I mean, I hope so. that, I, like you said, the court of public opinion might've canceled him, right? I hope that that's not the case because, you know, an artist needs to be able to Make money I don't, off of their yeah art. I don't I don't think so because he's still doing he's still doing his thing as far as I saw like this Inktober he was still doing the Inktober challenge and and had uh you know stuff going on with that um but I, as far as that book is concerned I don't I don't I did not see that book come to the shelves at all like digitally or otherwise so right yeah geez but, you know I I really think I was thinking about something earlier. You're like, you know what we should do? We should just make sure that all these people are suing each other in the fountain pen industry. You know why? I think it'll be good for the fountain pen industry because in order for what, these- they sue each other? Yeah, because in order for these lawyers to know what the fuck they're talking about, they got to get fountain pens and it might hook them into fountain pens. And now you just, <laughs> you got them into fountain pens. You got lawyers into fountain pens and lawyers got money so they can buy fountain pens, right? <laughs> they got they got, they got got money because they've been- taking it from everybody that uh, in our in our super litigious culture that everybody needs to sue everybody else over everything so yeah i mean listen my my thing the thing that i have issue with isn't with kaveco or moonman because i don't know enough about like we already just discovered there's a huge qualifier in the mix that we don't have an answer to that makes it really hard to to really be fair about who's right and who's wrong, or even to have a discussion about it, right? Just like the patents. Is there patents and designs and yada, yada, yada? Is but, but ultimately, though, though, does this change your opinion about either company if, if like, the roads would lead to one decision or the other? That's one because, because of the fact that, like, we've even said, like, you said, I like certain Moonman pets that I feel are original. Other ones I'm not going to really look at because I know the originals are of other brands that I would trust you know, I go with the originals in that case. Right. So like, so like, but like in, in either case, like even if like Kaveco was being extremely petty uh, and, and trying to like get, you know, trying to bump out the competition or if they were genuinely trying to protect intellectual property of theirs and other like brand, other established brands, um, you know, that, that let's say Kaveco has networked with, is that is you know is either like outcome or either viewpoint going to change so much of your opinion about Kaveco in general? No, because no. like you said, you look strictly at the pens, right? So no, because I'll tell you why. Look, 
there are Moonman pens that I have and I thoroughly enjoy and I like, and I have one color of, and I plan to buy more colors of. I think the S2. Now the S2 is similar to the Platinum Century 3776, but there, I don't think it's a blatant copy. I have the Moonman pen, the eyedropper one. I like that, right? Now, I don't like the M800 because it's a blatant copy of Leonardo. So I'm just not gonna buy that one, right? When it comes to Gaveco, if they're doing petty law stuff behind closed doors, listen, I still like the pen because of the design, because of the cost, because of the way it writes, because it's qualities as a pen. So it's not going to change my opinion of the pen. It, I may not care for their legal actions, but those legal actions are behind closed doors to protect like their, that's their business. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're doing something like, euthanizing puppies for ink experiments then you know what i mean or or breaking the or breaking laws right so like if they're doing something that they're not that's not within their i guess natural right to do for example if they're like like for example the gas station situation they're selling cigarettes to young kids right that's a crime that's illegal. And if they're willing to do that, what else are they willing to do? I'm not going to bring myself or subject myself or my family to or the or the community too. It's just like right. it's it's not, you know, it's not a place that you would feel like you'd want to support because they are not adding to the the welfare of the community. They're not looking out for the welfare of the community. They're right. looking out for the welfare of themselves. Right. On one hand, Caveco might have done something petty, whatever it is they did to protect their interests. On the other hand, Moonman might have done something that is unethical in terms of just stealing ideas or taking ideas for their own interests, right? So both sides right. have a story. We just don't know those stories. So it's very hard. But also to too is that are they are they at detriment to each other or like or like to the pen community in general? I, I don't think so because it didn't really phase Moonman, who then just pivots and says, Okay, we're now Mahjong. That's it. You know, like I, you know, they're still selling pens. I still see them. Oh, they're everywhere. They're they're still on jet pens as as Moon Man. You know, so it's like, what did that did that really mm -hmm. do anything per se? And also too is that like their existence, Moon Man's existence, does it necessarily hurt the overall welfare of the pen community? I don't think that that's the. I don't think that that's true either because of the fact that you do have then access to provide these like a lower cost entryway to enjoy there's there's then, there's my thing too what if i can't yeah. afford a leonardo momento zero right like, i really just can't afford one but i always wanted one because i love that design right like let me ask you this also ever since the release of the moon man m800 did sales of the momento zero drop were they affected no. at all it's, it's, see no I, it's because it's a different market. That's what it is. It's a right. different consumer that's that's in, that's interested in the Moon Man versus ones that are interested in the Italian brands. That's right. So, know. like on one on one hand, why is Mike Mikey why is Mikey Caveco going after a different, entirely different, you know, group uh, market? And on the other hand, why is Moon Man trying to poach off of you know other people's designs? You know, so I guess you could see it both ways, but. I think in order to really see it both ways, we need more information. I think we need more info and intelligence that we don't have at this time. And I think mm -hmm. people, they become very emotionally invested in stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? 
So which that was that's the part that I think troubles me the most is that why why would you go out and attack somebody that you don't really know? Well, over, that's that's over. A that was very, my biggest issue. That was yeah. That was my biggest Doesn't, issue. I for someone to come straight out and just call somebody a bigot or racist or anti-Asian in my case, this is all in my case. I know that the word bigot was thrown at you. Yes. For the same reason, (laughs) for the same reason, but just like that, there is the ability to like you and I are having this discussion, right. And anybody listening can have this discussion without trying to disarm somebody immediately at the moment. It doesn't agree with you. Don't just immediately try to disarm them by throwing allegations of, you know, being an anti-Asian racist white supremacist bigot. That's those. That's what was said to me. That's that's the most shocking thing ever to me. You know, well, I think we're we're very quick that uh, when we don't understand somebody else's viewpoint or we don't agree with them, that automatically we need to slap a label on it and move along. You know, instead of trying to understand. Right, but my and thing that, is, and this, that, I wasn't agreeing. Yeah. I wasn't disagreeing just, just, with anybody. I was just saying, you see this lipstick looking pen? I like it. That's my video. Right? To, and then yeah, to come and, out and they and, just... and they, they thoroughly disagreed with the fact that it's it's a pen to be liked. Because, because it's so morally, you know, reprehensible. It's just, no, it's just, you can't, you can't like it. But my thing you're is not this, loud. I won't say to somebody, you have to like it, otherwise you're anti-Asian yeah. and racist. Why would somebody right. tell me for liking it, I'm anti-Asian and racist and a bigot? And and the, the greatest part about it, a white supremacist, which is crazy. The craziness, I, I'm not, I am Asian. I, I just finished watching Shang-Chi for, you know, the Marvel MCU movie. Wasn't that great? Oh, okay. Everybody I was like, I was like, like a lot. I, I didn't really like it so much. I got to be honest. Was that the, was that the, that was the one before the Eternals that was introduced, yes, right? I didn't see the Eternals yet. I, ever since Endgame, I just have not been able to get back into the MCU. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just don't. You know. haven't watched any of the Loki uh, episodes? <sighs> I watched a few. Or, or like WandaVision? I watched all of WandaVision. Okay. I started watching Loki. I don't know. I just, the drive is not there. I just, I don't know. I think since Cap was old and is out of the picture, it ruined it for me. Iron Man is dead. I just, I don't know. Like for yeah. me, MCU was like Iron Man and Captain America. And Captain America is my favorite comic book character of all time. So it's kind of like now that he's gone, I can't, I don't know. I can't be invested. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman died. That that was that was rough too. Like, mm. The Black Panther, how are you going to do that without Chadwick Boseman? I can't imagine anybody other than Chadwick Boseman being about Black Panther. You know? Yeah. But, mm. so, you know, anyway. But listen, I still like the Kaveco pen. I, I, my opinion on it still stands. My top five reasons I think it's a great starter pen still stands. And I don't know the story that's, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors with Kaveco. I don't know why they're at war with moon i mean i do know why they're at war with moon man but there's logistics behind it that kind of disarm my ability to to comment on it and on top of that no matter what they decide to do business wise right like my opinion on the pen still stands 
and it's yeah. kind of like I mean, this. I mean, I think Mont ultimately, reg yeah, regardless of what it is that they that they do in terms of like trying to fight over who's original this or you know who's who's copying off of who whatever. It's it's like it's at the end of the day, it's whoever's making a good quality pen that will last you and that will be you know something that you like to write with. And if hey, man could come up with that, then all right. kudos to them. But like if did you if know Kaveco. Did you know that Sony really scumbagged Nintendo? Because it was supposed to be the Nintendo PlayStation back in the day, but then last minute Sony just said, fuck Nintendo, we're doing this on our own. And they left Nintendo oh, yeah. hanging. Yeah, big time. It was bad. So Sony yeah. screwed over Nintendo pretty bad. And that's the story that was out there, right? Now, obviously, there's more backstory to it. But nobody holds that against Sony, right? like business well, i mean like yeah years later it's just like you you have a different uh feeling about it you know it's just like yeah. it's like oh we'll place it it's because like look it's it's all about the product at the end of the day like the product that gets mm. delivered is it is it good is it serve what my needs are and is it going to last me you know is it going to be exactly what it is that i wanted you know and mm. and that services my needs and if it does right then that's what's going to be the connection that moves it forward but like if yeah. it doesn't you know then that, that's not, it's just not going to serve its purpose it'll go away so where it is that i will back away from a company because of their business model or whatever it is if it in any way harms life or like puppies and kittens and stuff like that you know what i'm saying like if mm -hmm. i found out kaveco in order to make their pens they have to kill a puppy for every hundred pens i'm not buying their pens anymore you know what I'm saying? But yeah. in terms of this situation, did they if they're suing Moon Man or they're trying to block Moon Man from selling in in their territory and stuff like that, you know, it's it's hard to say because I don't have any stake in the in the Caveco company. I might right. without having any stake or without having anything risk nothing at stake i could say yeah what they did is bad but let's say my entire livelihood depends on kaveco then i might be my story might change right and then on the other side i might be someone who loves moonman pens because because of the existence of moonman i'm able to afford pens that i would normally not be able to afford and now right. you got this big company with all this money taking away my ability to buy those pens. I'd be pissed off, you know? So I can see it from both angles. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I definitely see it from both angles, but I think in order for us to really, really explore it, I think we should really arm ourselves with more info and intelligence before we start making like, like, oh, that Mikey Kaveco guy is a piece of shit. And before we start saying shit like that. But see, that's where I would, I would even, I would even hazard to say that, like, even if we knew every single bit of information about this, like, could we honestly say that, like, one side is like a complete, like, completely in the wrong than the other side is? Because it's usually a Whoa. lot more nuanced than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's a lot more, there's, it, it, like, people want to paint the world black and white. And and it's so, so far more nuanced than that, like where there's just so much gray area that there's hardly any black and white, like good and evils kind of stuff going on. But that's what a lot of people like to well, see is like they like to see this guy's a bad person, you know, shame on you. 
like I'm never buying anything from them again. And then and then there's ones that are like, oh, I will believe in, you know, anything that you say. And because you, you are like the knight in shining armor and stuff like, you know, it's like it's like it's like people want to attach themselves to the extreme when life is not like that. Life is so far more messier and in that gray area than people can give it credit for. I can also <laughs> say this. I mean, listen, I agree with that somewhat. Like if we had 100% of the information on both sides, I think it would be I think it would be more black and white than it is now. But here's mm -hmm. what I think. I think if we had 100% of the information on both sides, Kaveco and Moonman, if we had let's say we had all of it and we knew everything. I think there's never going to be a point in time where you're going to now, because you know that, whatever it is that you know, I don't think it's justifiable to call someone who's reviewing a pen a racist, bigot, white supremacist, anti-Asian, <laughs> even if you know everything about both sides, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's ever justified. I don't think that makes any sense, right? Even if you know everything about it. And if you don't know 100% of everything on both sides, then you certainly don't have a reason to be saying those things to somebody who's just reviewing a pen, AKA the yeah. old me or you, yeah. you, you know? Yeah. That's well, that's what, that's what I'm thinking is that even if you knew a hundred percent of the information, like still, you may not like be able to condemn somebody for doing a, a, a video review of products set in question. And, you know, and, but most of us are working with far less than a hundred percent of the available information on it. And would yet give zero percent of the benefit of the doubt. No, and that's where that's where you get the 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 name, you know, calling and the the mudslinging, you know, out of it. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's just like we just need to give each other a lot more like leeway and a little bit more patience and you know consideration, a little bit more compassion would be nice, you know. And I and I have compassion for the people that you know do. Uh, write these things because I, I I feel I feel that there's something else going on there like we were saying like there's some, there's just it's not just about the pen it's not just about like there's there there are other issues that are at stake that you know wish that they could have addressed in a way that would make it so that their their lives would be better you know mm -hmm. it's like, I, I don't wish ill harm on anybody that decides to like you know, go on and, and flame us or, or, or say anything. No, like, man, dude, fuck that shit. Whatever. The dumbass <laughs> who called me that shit, you say it to my face. I'll punch you in the face. I'll fuck. Yeah. You come, come right up to me and say that. The only reason some people will say shit is because they can say it through the and, shield the anonymity. of anonymity. Yeah. A hundred percent. Let me tell you something. Whoever fucking said that shit to me, whether they deleted it or whether YouTube deleted it, if they stood in front of me, they wouldn't have said it to me. And that person that called you a bigot wouldn't have said it to you if they were standing in front of you. 100%. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, yeah. listen, I don't, I'm not like, oh, they should, we should, we should fix whatever's going on in their lives. That's not my job. That's their job. They need to. Oh, break, no, I'm not saying to them. fix it, but yeah. I just have a little bit more I know, compassion I know what you to mean. say, like, yeah, right. that, like there's, there's something going on there that's not just about like the issue at hand. They're just not having just not having a good day, you know, and it's like, I, I get, right. I get that I, I'm not excusing bad behavior, but like, but like there's, there's, 
you know, there's something else that I hope that they find what it is that they're looking for out of doing what they do. But I don't think that they're, I, they're you know, getting there I, it's, by it's doing sweet. what they're you're, doing. You're saying, you're saying you hope they find, I hope, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like whether they find whatever it is, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck them. You know what I mean? They're they're <laughs> They're gonna go out and just name call just because I don't agree with them. They can fuck themselves. I I could care less. You know what I mean. <laughs> but, but if you're asking me to look at both sides of the argument or or as much as possible see both sides, I could see Mikey Kaveco's side and I can also see the Moon Man fan side. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I explained, like you know, some people don't have a lot of money. Some twenty dollar pen that looks like a Leonardo could just be the thing that they want. You know what I mean? And now they can't get it. But then on the other side, you know, guys, Mikey Caveco spent 30 years of his life trying to make this brand successful. He's finally making it successful. He's doing a good job. And then someone's coming along and just taking his ideas and selling them for cheaper. If that's the case, then I could see his side too. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I just gotta, I gotta just pull away a little bit of emotion, your emotional connection, pull it away a little bit and kind of just, Look at it a little bit more objectively, I think. You know what I'm saying? But what you definitely don't do is, if I'm reviewing a pen, call me a bigot because I, I like a green pen. You know? <laughs> that's really... that that And call me... and I'm being anti-Asian. That's 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 a weird one. I, I, I can't get past that one. That's... that's you know... No. <laughs> oh, just oh, the, some of the things so, that we come across these days... Is so so very interesting. Mm, I lost you there for a second. What did you say? Can you say it again? Oh, I said uh, some of the things that we come across these days is very interesting. It's it's a, certainly a good uh, topic of conversation, especially since it happens to both of us. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It's funny. We just gotta get rid of. I wish there was like no anonymity on the internet anymore, right? Because then you know that might come that might come with blockchain. That might mm-hmm. come with blockchain. I'm What's thinking, that? with uh, with like doing like you know crypto and blockchain and stuff. You know, like blockchain technology and no things idea. like that. So like, so like NFTs. You heard of that? Nope. Oh, this this is definitely not something we're going to be talking about on the podcast. I'm sorry, because I could go on just like you could go on about keto and stuff like that. I could go on about nfts and blockchain and things like that so we, oh, we're at a we're at a, an hour eight you know or hour nine minutes right now so i think mm. we should uh just wrap it up we but let's just say like just, maybe just... oh you want me go to ahead. go say yeah so so yeah but like but like you were saying about like it, having no anonymity and and that you know like that might come out of possibly out of blockchain i would think that possibly you might be able to get some sort of ability to you know to kind of like have a have a particular like assignment of a of a of a profile that is that is then independently verifiable by other computers to say this is you right here you own this this is Mm -hmm. uniquely you and that could be traced back to you which right now like a lot of people can do you know the whole thing with catfishing ever see did you see um uh what's it called clickbait on netflix we watched that recently no you know no, you just said something it was, you said catfishing my friend lisa my buddy lisa our friend lisa skater cruise mentioned that term to me before and i've never heard it before she spoke spoke it to me about it did you oh by the way speaking of skater cruise she talked about us on a podcast did you hear that yes on the art the, the art supply posse one yeah yeah i was like yeah, i was like how cool. how boss is that like that's the biggest compliment ever that 
somebody could actually go on another person's podcast and then name drop us on that podcast. That's yeah. like that's Skitty like Cruz, love you, thank you. That's like a, a billion brownie points right there. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Thanks, Lisa. If that is in fact your name, thank I'm you. not sure because I'm confused with the whole skater. I'm not sure. Skater Cruz. Skater Cruz. Yeah. You rock. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so you know, before we sign off, just a a big, a big love you from a non white supremacist, bigoted, non-Asian hating penboy to, to all of you out there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks and, for listening. And a, and a non, non-Asian hating, non-other people hating odd oink over here that, right. you know, also loves, also loves animals because I've gone to mostly eating vegetables instead of eating meats. So flexitarian right here. Um, <laughs> you know, so like, so like that too, uh, uh, hopefully that would, Make a difference for some people, I guess. I don't know. Let me but... just say, l- let me just finish it off with this. I love Kaveco, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I hate anybody else. Thanks again for listening. Yes. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky. Stay inky.